verbally say so. I could just verbally say, I have a question. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. My guest today is Marlene Watson-Tara, and she's going to be creating a wonderful recipe that she calls Marlene's Magical Miso Broth. Please welcome her to the show. It's so very nice to meet you. Thank you for having me, AJ. It's always a lovely opportunity to speak to the world every time I can, so I'm excited to be here. That's great. So that you have a beautiful presentation in front of you. I, I can't wait to see it. Okay, fantastic. Well, just a little bit about myself first and why I'm so passionate about miso. Uh, my background is in, in uh, oriental medicine, microbiotics, which I'm hugely passionate about teaching. Along with my darling husband, Bill Tara, we have like 90 years combined teaching and exciting to say we now have graduates of our program who come from 28 countries now and we see that as switching on a lighthouse so we're switching on these lighthouses around the world to teach the work that we're passionate about and like everybody on your interview or my interview today AJ we all have to keep pushing the rock up the hill together one of the most loveliest parables I ever heard was from one of the macabonic great philosophers George Oshawa and he expresses one grain, 10,000 grain. And that means you take one little grain of rice and it replicates and rebirths itself until you have tens of thousands of grains. And that's what our vision and wishes for the world, to try and get everybody helping each other and pushing out whatever we can because we really need to all join together because we're in it together. Um, for me, the magical miso broth is my first port of call for many reasons, and I'm going to discuss that with you as we go through the, the recipe and through the class. But miso is a working alchemy, almost it's like the miracle of, for me, the world's most medicinal foods. And I experienced that myself um, many, many, many years ago, 20, 30 years ago. So that's why I wax political so much about it, and no matter who crosses my path, I serve them a bowl of miso broth. If we think back to where did this come from, obviously it's a revered medicinal food in the Orient, particularly in Japan, where they actually have created it since the 8th century. The 8th century. So for me, we teach all our students the quality of blood creates the health that we possess every single day. Now, that brings me to my mantra, which I would like you all to join in and say with me, food makes the blood, blood makes the cells, cells make the tissue, tissue makes the organs, and here we be. So you see, I enjoy, I have fun, my students have fun, Bill and I have fun every day teaching this. Because the bottom line is, if you can create strong blood, you know, then you're onto a winner to create good health. Now, you may see, I hope, on my apron here, health is everything, and without health, everything is nothing. Now, my little 94-year-old vegan mama goes through all my books, all my work, and she gets all these aprons made for me. So I'm giving a shout out to mum because she'll be watching uh, sometime. And, um, you know, when, when you think about how you feel when you're vibrant, when you're full of health, you want to run around and change the world, right? 
And that's what our life's purpose is about. Um, it starts with the food. Everything else to me is secondary. It has to come to the food. So back to the story of miso. Um, what does it do? Well, it helps the body maintain nutritional balance. It's loaded with nutrients, beneficial bacteria, enzymes. And of course, you'll probably be familiar with the fact that you can get pasteurized or unpasteurized. Now, the pasteurized is obviously the same concept as what they do with milk. So you want to use the unpasteurized version, right? Because it's filled with lactobacillus and other microorganisms, natural digestive enzymes, if you will. And that adds a delicious boost to your daily probiotics. Good bugs. I always say happy bugs, happy me. So we want to fill our intestinal gut with good, healthy flora. In turn, that rewards you which, with an amazing immune system. So in this time right now, with the way the world is, with another virus, we've got to get our immune systems. And Bill and I sometimes feel every day when we're listening to the news or whatever, it's almost like a crime against humanity that nobody in powerful places are teaching the immune system how we can all help ourselves and each other. So, you know, I thank you for all the work you do in the world, AJ, and we need more people on board just constantly helping and sharing this information. So for me, apart from the health benefits, miso is a beautiful, rich, delicious, savory flavored broth, soup, condiment, and you'll be familiar with umami, which is coined as the fifth taste. So um, let's take a wee look at the ingredients and I'll chat you through why I'm so excited about sharing this. Nice. Okay. So we have many misos. Actually, what I'll do is, if you don't mind, I'll just gently touch on them and then I want to put the broth on and then I'll come back and talk about it in more detail. So here I've shown you quite a few different misos that I use. Hatcho miso, which is the strongest one. Sweet white miso, which I'll I'll detail in later uh, after we get the broth on, as I said. Brown rice miso. There's also barley miso, which I don't have on out of. Um, kombu seaweed, which I'm a huge fan of. Dried maitake or dried shiitake mushrooms. Okay, so this is what's going to be making the broth. Wakami flakes, which I'm sure you're aware of. If you're not, I'll tell you what's the secret in them. Um, and of course, when they're making miso from scratch, they have to use a koji starter. And they either make that with rice or barley or whatever other medium, along with the soybeans, okay? Now there are alternatives. If people have soya intolerances, you can use a dukey bean miso, uh, or there's so many, chickpea miso. There's a delicious one that's not, not been long in the market, made with leeks and dandelion greens. Super, super tasty. So. What I did earlier was I took the, the piece of kombu seaweed and I'll bring this over and let you see it. Can you see there? So I took two dried shiitake mushrooms and I soaked them. Now, everybody lives in this busy, fast pace. I don't have time. I love to soak these overnight, but you know, when I'm making the recipe, I say minimum 20 minutes, but the longer you soak them, the more rich in umami that you will get from the flavor. So we soak these along with a piece of kombu seaweed, which I'll talk about 
the minerals in that laser. The conduit series obviously reconstitutes itself and those two, can you see in the pot, two or three times the size of the actual piece of seaweed. Now, that in itself is called dashi, which is a Japanese word uh, that they use for the base of their stalks for soups and broths and stews and all sorts of different things. It's very, very rich in, in uh, glutamic acid, which gives you that umami flavor. You're probably all familiar with MSG, monosodium glutamate, which you don't want in your diet. So this is a natural form of that. So I salt, and you have the recipe, right? So I salt that for, uh, well, I soaked it much longer than what I said, 20 minutes. And then I brought it to a boil and simmered it for around 10, 15 minutes. Now, you want to simmer it with the pot lid on, of course, because otherwise you you're going to vaporize and, and the reduction will go down and down, which actually happens quite often when I'm teaching or giving someone a medicinal drink. I want that so potent, so concentrated because it's also an incredible blood cleanser. But to make it as the broth, you simmer with the lid on. So that was about two cups. And then I added four cups, which you'll see in your recipe sheet. Now, I'm just going to bring that back to a simmer. And then you can either choose to use onion or spring onion or green onion, as you call them in America. Um, whatever you feel you want. I, I like the color of the green uh, spring onions going through the miso broth as well. So whatever you want, you can add carrot or celery or whatever, but I just like to make it like a really rich broth with some spring onion because for me right now with the with the COVID-19, you want to get as much into your lungs as you can and anything from the allium group are very, 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 very rich um, for the, the lung health, especially spring onions, energy upwards and outwards. You can add watercress or any other great greens towards the end. So you can cut up some kale or chard or whatever and simmer that and into the, the very end of the pot, okay? So we're going to take these over and pop them in the pot along with wakame flakes. Now, if you don't get wakame flakes, you'll see how tiny they are, they're, they're, they're microscopic almost. You might have to buy the wakame strips and they are obviously not as quick. These are fantastic because you don't have to even rehydrate them, they just pop straight into the broth. And um, this, the strips you have to soak and also cut the hard rib out because it's very poor, very dense and not, not very enjoyable to chew. So try and get the Wakami flakes. I'm sure you'll have them. We get them here um, all over Europe, Spain, Portugal, Ireland, wherever we're living and teaching. Um, so you take probably about a teaspoon to that's about six cups of water in there. So I don't have to measure. Um, so we pop the teaspoon in, and that was three spring onions. And we pop the lid back on, and I'm going to simmer that for around 10 minutes. Okay, so let's take a look at the ingredients in depth now. And I really want to get into teaching you all, please believe me when I say this, honestly, miso soup is one of the most medicinal foods on the planet. And right now, I wish I could go around the whole world and make the whole world miso broth because it's so magical. 
you know, Bill and I, we work with people with cancer and heart disease and diabetes and so many non-communicable diseases. And it's just our passion to try and get this information out to people. It's not an elitist, an elitist diet in any shape or form. Um, the way we teach is, like, you can see in the kitchen, if you can, 95% of what I'm sharing every day and teaching every day is grain, beans, you know, all the legumes, fruits, nuts, seeds, sea vegetables, land vegetables, and that's it. The 5% here, this is, for me, the magic. That's why I call it Marlene's Magical Miso Broth. You know, when I have a lot of clients with chemotherapy, they say it stops the sickness and all these wonderful things, you know, we've worked with oncologists and they're so on board with this because even in Japan, they actually use this in cancer hospitals. So um, back to the health elements, right? The Hatcho Miso, I showed you earlier, it's very dense. Now it's year, it's aged for up to three years, sometimes even longer. And the longer it's aged, the more potent obviously is. Now, this is one that's very low in salt and very uh, subtle, delicate flavor, very earthy. And if people like a salt taste, they actually find this very bland, but it's the one that we use because it has a least salt, it's very, very low in sodium in it. So don't be put off by thinking, because you know, all over the internet, there's things, good things and bad things, but you know, you have to trust and believe that ancient wisdom you know, I like to think about ancient foods for modern cooks. That's what I think about all the time. You know, these people from centuries and centuries ago have been using these foods and the longest living, healthiest people on the planet from Okinawa, this is their daily staple. So, you know, combined with a really good plant-based unprocessed diet, it's, it's magic. So that's the natural miso that I would suggest um, that's probably one that I always put my clients on at the beginning. Then we have the brown rice or the barley miso. That again, it's um, less, uh, less robust, but most enjoyable because it has a slightly higher salt taste to it. Um, but again, you can, get, you, can, you can purchase lots of low sodium ones. Now, obviously you think, well, how do they make them with brown rice or barley? It depends on the starter, the koji. And then of course you have sweet white miso, again, very low in sodium and very low in soybeans actually, but delicious in sauces, dressings, dips. And we actually use this oh, quite often in the summer months. It's a nice light summer miso and it looks beautiful with spring greens and things on top of it. So there's such a huge choice. And I said earlier, if you have a problem with soy, you can make, you know, there's so many choices now that you don't have to use the actual soybean, okay? So that's these magical ingredients. Now seaweed, AJ, you will not get me to stop talking about seaweed because since the age of 15, I was known as Marley the Mermaid when I discovered seaweed. Because I had problems, I was always eating dairy food because I wouldn't eat meat. So by the time I was 21, I had gallstones, no younger, uh, gallbladder removed, always constantly having something that was called uh, it was like red rings on my skin and the doctor would say, oh yeah, it was just like a phase of going through puberty. No, it wasn't, it was dairy. Um, chronic peritonitis, nearly died. I'm just cheering you all up here because here I'm at 64, you see, with nothing wrong with me. <laughs> um, so I started, anyway, I had my appendix removed, reversed. 
So I'm trying to explain to you all that, you know, how do we how do we get to where we're at in our life? Who are we? What gives me the authority to please ask you all to start incorporating miso into your diet? Because that's what I did, you know, for myself and, and I recovered my health. And that's why the work that I do now stems from way back all those many decades ago. So back to seaweed, I digress, sorry. Now, loaded with minerals, absolutely more than any other food on the planet. And as I can speak as a mermaid, I can tell you, they are, they come in a sort of chelated colloidal form, so it's more bioavailable, so it doesn't have to be broken down. And people, you know, that have mineral depletion, you know, are not eating the foods that support the blood. And that's where disease can start to enter the body. So again, we go back to, you know, the longest living people on the planet, take your, take your information from them, Look at the people, you know, the blue zones. Bill and I worked on blue zone work 20 years ago. You know, we were in Akari and Greece and, you know, different places, Loma Linda, California. Um, but what you will hear from many people is, don't eat seaweed, it's loaded with, you know, metals and contaminants. Well, you know, seaweed actually, on the contrary, sweeps the heavy metals out of your body. Make sure, however, you always buy certified organic and, you know, we have friends that produce wonderful seaweeds. Um, and even in my native Scotland, we have, believe it or not, very beautiful seaweeds that come through, you know, the Atlantic, brushing it back and forward. And I love sea vegetables because they sway with the ocean. So when some people are very rigid and too uptight and they've got too many land vegetables, I actually say, add a little bit of sea vegetable into your diet. You know, it really kind of helps to loosen things up. So always make sure you buy certified organic because they are rigorously checked, okay? I mean, they go through, you know, our, our friends who have a, a seaweed company, they go through three radiation checks, everything heavy metal checks before they're even allowed to package them. So that's my story with seaweed. And wakame flakes, I told you earlier, secret ingredient has a little substance uh, that inhibits the breakdown of collagen. So you know, if you think Japanese women, they always have such beautiful skin, you know, and I have a few Japanese friends, obviously. Um, so that helps to stop the breakdown of collagen in your skin. So it's a fantastic food to add to your diet, even for skin health. Then we look at the shiitake mushrooms, okay. Or maitake, which I have given you a choice on the recipe. It depends what you can get. These are gold you know, if you've ever heard the saying, you have middle drawer, bottom drawer, top drawer. These are my top drawer foods on the table here. The shiitakes are very high in enzymes and vitamins and absolutely just an incredible healing modality, you know. They're hugely powerful immune boosters, which is what we need right now. They also act as a great blood cleanser. And... They're just truly magical. You know, they're rich in protein, they're low in fat, they're high in fiber, they're low in calories. I can't say enough about them, they're just wonderful. Now, apart from using them in the broth, excuse me a second, um, apart from using them in the broth, you know, you can obviously use the fresh ones uh, for pastas or whatever meals you're making, sauteed side dishes. Uh, I, of course, prefer to use the, the dried ones because the potency is what brings the magic to the fore. So you dehydrate them. And sometimes actually, you know, we have some clients with high uh, fatty liver disease. So we actually just make tea 
you know, the, we cook the dried shiitake mushrooms down and make these fantastic teas. That's why it's so magical to use the philosophy of the Orient in with the Western philosophy of what we teach as well. So I was just turning that one to go. Um, tofu. What can I say? Tofu, my beloved tofu gets vilified all the time. I mean, there's even websites on there saying tofu, don't eat it, man. It makes you gay. I mean, you can make stuff up, right? There's just, please look at the audience. Look at the people with the longest living, lowest rates of breast cancer. You know, we have um, friends who are, who are, you know, doctors as well and work in the vegan community like we do. And I mean, there's so many studies you can go and look at. You don't believe me, but, you know, the soya-based foods like tofu, um, they boast isoflavins and omega-3s. And, you know, we only use three ingredients in this delicious one that I'm going to use and show you how to add it to some broth if you want to make it more of a meal. It's just basically organic soybeans, um, fresh water, nigari, which is a natural rich coagulant from seawater, which is made to bind. But, you know, people go on about, oh, you know, process this. But, you know, if you think back to the indigenous people, the people of our planet, um, they had to curdle food and ferment food to live through the seasons when they were migrating. And apart from anything else, the fermentation for your gut is just incredible. So you can have tempeh and miso and shoyu and tamari, they can have them all low sodium if that's what you need to do. But these fermentations are what helps that little family, not little family, you've got loads of millions and trillions in here. And that's what we feed. So when I'm feeding Bill and I, I'm not feeding Bill and Marvin, I'm feeding my family of microorganisms in here. And that's where we get our good health, our robust health, our energy, our vitality. So the other thing you'll probably hear is, you know, um, because we hear it all the time, oh, but tofu causes cancer and, you know, you know, the phytoestrogens, the plant estrogens in, in tofu are, are not the same as estrogens in human or animal form that come through milk, you know. Um, so what they do is the phytoestrogens can actually e um, inhibit the, ex the, the actual excess estrogen you may have in your body and it can help block it. So we see this all the time with clients, you know, and so... I was not getting into too much medical stuff because that's not what this is about. This is about delicious food. I want to serve you amazing tasting magic broth. Um, but, you know, there's so much to choose from. So please don't have any fear of tofu either, right? It's wonderful. I use it in soups and desserts and, I mean, amazing sauces and dips and all sorts. Now, the soya bean, I'm sure you've seen soya beans before tiny little beans. We actually even make our own natto, which is something that either people love or people think, no, 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 not for me. Um, but, you know, it's very high in vitamin K2, which is fantastic. So um, short grain brown rice, we use uh, sometimes, it's a long time since Bill and I made miso, but we did ferment it ourselves one time, um, but life gets busy. And then in terms of serving the broth, Every day, fantastic. I'm just going to do one right now with the miso and then we'll move on to the next stage and we'll pad it out into more of a meal with tofu and, and soba. So, you can take a sieve, a mesh sieve, and this is easy. I mean, you can either take some of the broth out of the pot or you can just pop the mesh sieve in. And 
I'll use some of the brown rice meal. So, so there was about six cups of broth in here. So you take probably rule of thumb about a teaspoon of miso per cup of soup. So I would say probably, probably about that much. And then remember it's a living organism, so you do not want to boil it to destroy any of the digestive enzymes. So you always take it off the heat, leave it for a minute or two, and then, you know, stir through and just keep thinking delicious enzymes. Now you'll see as it breaks down, uh, one time one of our students was so happy, she invited Bill and I for dinner and she made his miso broth and she just put a whole big lump in, she didn't, she didn't stir it through. And then other people, they throw this out. No, you mustn't. This is the grain. This is a koji starter. So we scrape the residue from the, the sieve straight into the pot. Okay? And you can see, I have to tell you, the smell is wonderful. I'm sorry you can't smell this uh, delicious broth. It's just amazing. So let me show you what I like to do. So make sure you get some shiitake, some spring onion, some wakabi flakes, okay? And then what we do is we always use a fresh garnish. So to make, um, just always freshen everything up at the end. I mean, Bill and I use sprouts and fermented vegetables and stuff that we do, but we always use spring onions fresh for the warm energy. Um, I'm sure you don't need any cutting uh, explanation, but always make sure you use this as a guard, okay? So along the bias, just simply take a few pieces of fresh spring onion. You can also go to the other end. You think, makes it look nice. And I always like to add fresh sprouts because I'm a, fright, a sprout freak and I'm always going sprouts. I sprout lentils and mung beans and chickpeas and everything. So this is some of my little um, alfalfa sprouts that I made last week. So these would pop in there. And can you all, can you see okay, AJ, yeah? Yep. Great. So that is my magical mineral broth. So just think when you suck that, food makes the blood, blood makes itself. It's so strengthening, it's so unbelievable. You'll want to go and fight the life after you've had a bowl of this broth. <laughs> now, I've put on over here a pan of boiling water. Um, we're going to cook some soba. The reason why I didn't open the tofu is because I wanted to let you see how you can do it very beautifully. Because some people just dig in and you know they open the pack and it's all broken. So this is this is um, soft. So you've got to be careful. Snip off both ends and just slightly cut along the top. And then if you turn it upside down, the water will obviously come out as it's sitting in. If you're not going to use the whole pack, then what to do is um, obviously put the rest of it back in a jar with uh, some water, okay? So if I was going to marinate this, I would, you know, maybe slice through half this way, 
maybe I want to get some lovely triangles, but because I want to put small cubes into the miso broth, and you don't have to cook this, remember, you're just adding it at the end of the pot. Now I have to say here, in the West, we go overboard with everything, right? I mean, if you've ever been in a Japanese restaurant, you probably find two or three pieces of tofu cubes doing the backstroke in the bowl, right? You come here to the West and there's like half a slab. People overdo everything. So it's a very delicate thing, you know, so you can just cut through. Oops, sorry. And so that's what I would use probably for six cups, okay? And then just slice down this way. Flip it over. Slice down again. Now, I don't want to put too many in my little bowl, so that's just perfect. Okay? Now, if I was wanting to put that now into more of a meal, I'm going to cook the soba noodles. And these are wonderful. And when you cook them properly, and don't throw them all into the pot at the right time. Now, these are made with buckwheat, as I said, you can get whatever ones you want. Just take a, a few at a time and let them spread into the pot, okay? And then what you want to do is, once it starts foaming up, which they will, you shock them. So when you shock them, it means that the water level will be down, but you'll cook them in the inside and they won't just cook on the outside. So it's perfect and it only takes a few minutes. So um, I'm just going to shock them because this foam is foaming up pretty quickly. So one shot, and then we just strain them. Now, soba, again, can be, and these are air dried, so they're really easy to digest. And remember, buckwheat doesn't have wheat in it, it's actually a pseudo grain. So um, always make sure, you know, that when you're cooking things, you understand how to not overcook and how to kind of preserve the nutrients in the food. And then we're just going to strain them through the strainer. Shock number two coming up. Okay. Because otherwise the foam comes up and sometimes what happens is when people are cooking noodles and pasta, they have way too much water anyway. You know, you really don't, you only need to really just about, you know, double up the cover of where you're at with the noodles. Now, um, these are one of Bill Tanner's favorites. He's a very easy husband actually, he would eat soba and miso every day so life is very easy <laughs> um but you can use udon noodles you can have them um, i mean there's so many different noodles out there the little uh, ramen noodles they're also great as well they come in different varieties um you know and it's it's a nice healthy lunch and a quick meal um as well now we make the miso soup and i'm not into cooking from fresh every day because i'm hugely busy um, like most people in the world. So we make a pot that lasts two or three days in the fridge and I just take out each morning what I need and I warm it, you know, and it's the same with our rice. We are huge brown rice, short grain brown rice people. And um, I make enough rice for four or five days. We have that as morning rice uh, in the morning. We cream it up with just water or whatever. We have all our seeds and nuts and different things through it. Or sometimes I soak and uh, just pop it in the instant pot, which I know AJ is, you know, a great teacher of. Um, so, you know, life can be so easy. We don't need to overcomplicate things. If we keep our food simple, last shot coming up, and that's the noodles done. Um, we don't need to overcomplicate life, you know. We just 
have an abundance of wonderful natural foods and, and the health just comes to you, you know, because remember, food makes blood. Okay, so one more minute. Now, the last thing I want to show you is I always add ginger juice to my miso broth because it helps with digestion, but it also helps the cells uptake blood sugar, which is a great thing. Okay, so these are rolling now and excuse me I'm just going to strain it in fact if I have a lid that would be even better now once you've strained once you've drained the noodles you actually have to um, rinse them again in cold water to stop them cooking so while I'm getting some ginger juice I'll just leave them in the bowl here in the sink and then I'll take some out and ginger juice if you don't have a little ceramic plate, get yourself one it's one of the secrets of the trade people email and say marlene where do i buy ginger juice you know well the way you make ginger juice is just like this so easy the ceramic graters are easier because they make the ginger break down into tiny tiny pieces and that means you get a lot more juice from it Sometimes you'll buy ginger and it's pretty dried out, you know, and you could be <laughs> grating forever and you don't even get quarter teaspoon. So make sure you buy ginger that looks fresh and not all old and wrinkly and dry. So I'll squeeze a little bit from here, straight into the broth. Okay, and then I'll, I'll add a little bit more later to the soup, you know. So let's get a bigger bowl. And Marlene, is it okay if I ask you a question? Uh, yeah, absolutely. yeah, it is about you. It is from Nancy, and I want to thank Nancy for her wonderful super chat donation. Thank you so much. It really did get my attention because it's in bright blue. And Nancy says, Can Marlene recommend some of the companies from whom she purchases sea vegetables and mushrooms, or does she yes. have a list on her website? I do. I, uh, Nancy, is Nancy in America? I'm guessing she or, is. I, I, mean, okay. I mean, I'm guessing maybe she can come. Okay. So in Europe, in Europe here, our, our uh, friends um, clear spring, but he doesn't ship to the states. But in America, you have Eden Foods, amazing organic vegetables, sea vegetables. Bill knows them from way back in the seventies. Um, then you have South River Miso, who have delicious misos. They have an incredible abundance. They they. Uh, they don't have sea vegetables, but Eden Foods have everything. They have the dried daikon. In fact, I was just doing health counseling with someone yesterday in New York, and um, he went on and put a huge order in to Eden Foods and got everything uh, dried daikon, dried shiitake, miso. Um, <laughs> and it came this morning, and he's already sent a photograph with his bowl, and I was so proud. <laughs> so you'll get them there now. See, Eden Foods, E D E N, or South River Miso, that's the two people that we know in the States who are really organic, rigorously checked, absolutely everything. Can you see the soba noodles? Okay, so this will be Bill Tower's dinner. <laughs> and we put in, excuse my fingers, some pieces of tofu. My delicious sprouts. If you don't use sprouts, 
please start using sprouts every day. You know, we are born with, I believe, <laughs> anyway, um, a supply of enzymes like a bank account, right? It's almost like you run out of enzymes as you get older. And we have digestive enzymes and metabolic enzymes and, you know, outside influence enzymes. When you're eating more enzymes yourself, then it stops the body. They can save them. They're like, oh, this bank account's so cozy in here. Right? So try and always add these delicious, uh, these delicious sprouts to your to your broth. So um, I have no idea how long I've been chatting, AJ. Sorry, I do get a bit carried away. <laughs> no, that, well, obviously you love me, so <laughs> I do. <laughs> um. How are we doing for time? Am I good? Yeah, you have plenty of time. Keep going. Okay, okay, fantastic. So, um, questions in terms of, I don't expect anybody to uh, run out and make their own miso and stuff, but you know what? When you really get into understanding the benefits of this food, it's pretty phenomenal. You know, we have people making their own natto all over the world. Some people are making their own tofu. Some people, I mean, it's not for me. That's, I'm actually uh, not a real chef, by the way. I'm a chef by training chefs. I train chefs for, for private, uh, you know, royal families in Europe and corporations and stuff like that. So if you think about it, I'm working with all these, you know, I'm not being pretentious when I say this, but these people want this food, right? They want the best of food. And what are Bill and I doing? We always say like we're eating a peasant diet. It's a, and I'm, and I'm saying that because I'm a peasant, you know, I'm a pagan peasant person myself, but there's nothing, you know, in here that you would not be able to pick up in the supermarket, apart from the Oriental 5% magic. But even now, you can go to the supermarkets here and they have miso, they have dried shiitake mushrooms, uh, they have tofu, they have these organic. So it's pretty incredible. You know, if I think back to... Um, when we had our one little store uh, in Scotland, you know, and uh, you had to order things and it would take weeks to come, <laughs> you know, before you could even get anything like this. And now it's everywhere. And even uh, back in the 70s, Bill tried to get, he, he was in food manufacturing and he tried to get, he'd make peanut butter and applesauce and he tried to get it into Safeway and he failed. <laughs> so when you look at how you're, how your life unfolds and, and what you're doing. And it's just, you know, it's just great fun for us. We're so blessed to do what we do for our own health, you know? I mean, this year I'm 64. I have the same energy as I had when I was 24. Bill's 80 next year. We go hiking and biking and, you know, we don't have any ailments. And, and for me, that's what I wish for the world because I always feel, how can we have a healthy world with so many sick people? We have to help people. And, okay, negative people will say, well, so many people don't want to know, but there's billions of people that do want to know and the billions of people we have to find. So, you know, I mean, you know, I, I know you do huge work, AJ, and you have done for, for a long time as well. And I bow down to you in admiration. I'm not as active online because we're working more with students studying and what have you. But the, the challenge for us this year was uh, interesting in terms of COVID-19 um, because all our clients couldn't come, students all cancelled, all our workshops and courses, like everybody else, you know, we were due to teach at the Queen Mary University in London, everything cancelled there. Um, so in 2003, 
Bill and I have been on the road living and teaching in different countries. And way back then, we wrote our human ecology project with a 2020 vision. And lo and behold, just a few days ago, we actually finalized it and we launched our human ecology project. So that's because we were left here with time, you know, to really get our heads into that. And that's where we're focused now. We want this work, human ecology, understanding soil and man are not separate, you know, understanding that we're all connected, all of us, we're all in it together. And uh, understanding just that, my God, how, what else can we do every day? I'm like, uh, you know, people say to Bill, do you just wind her up in the morning and she goes all day like an energized bunny? But when you're passionate about something, and I know you are, and so many people in our life are, you can't give up. And my wee dad always said, Marty, never ever stop telling the truth. And that's the only way we're going to change the world. And look at the wonderful people. This is what we have to focus on. All the amazing people out there that are speaking the truth and doing all this incredible work, you know. So um, I'm excited, I'm excited. I think the, the COVID-19, I know people have suffered horrendously, but I think it's going to change the world in a good way. It's bringing positive vibes um, to new projects coming and rising to the surface. And we just gotta get community-based things happening as much as we can. So that's, that's me, AJ, what do you think? <laughs> Wow, that's it. So when did you first find out about the plant-based diet? Was it through the macrobiotic diet? Was that your point of no, entry? Uh, yeah, it was in a way, but you know, I, I studied uh, traditional Chinese medicine because I was going to be an acupuncturist. And then I looked at the food that they ate and it was shocking to me. It was all pork and beef and chicken and all sorts of stuff. So then of course, with my own health issues, um, you know, I didn't eat meat. I, I stopped dairy as well. And um I, I mean, when people say, you know, how long have you been macrobiotic? It's a bit of a, a double-edged sword because it's not a diet. It's more of a philosophy. It's more of um, the good life. The word itself, macro meaning, as you know, large, big, bios, life. So the macrobiotic life is like a big life, uh, living your life to your full potential. So for the last couple of decades, since Bill and I have been married, we have created is we, we feel and hope, you know, a lot of great programs together. I work with um, autism and uh, the change in kids. It's just, you couldn't even, you couldn't even imagine, you know? Um, and, and even for me, I sometimes think, well, I'm not surprised, but then I go, wow. You know, even still now, years and years and decades later, I still get surprised at the change in people. So, um, you know, for me, yeah, Macrobotics is beautiful. My first book way back was Macrobotics for All Seasons. And then, you know, Bill's written many, many books. Uh, my last book, Go Vegan, which is who I am in my heart. It's my soul work to work for the animals um, as well. And, um, you know, every time I make another person, I'll not make them, they go. Um, vegan, oh, makes me so happy and we run a course called four weeks to vegan so week one they come and they learn seven breakfasts week two they learn seven mains week three they learn seven desserts and week four they learn seven side dishes so 28 days then go and it's great fun watching them all cook you know and learn now when we were in Galway we had pig farmers go vegan I mean 
That's probably my biggest, uh, I could probably say that's probably my biggest hack of the Dutch League. We changed their life, you know, I've got fabulous photographs of, you know, me with the pigs and what have you, but, um, you know, I, we can't all just be one person, we have to do it collectively. But, you know, over the years, uh, the influence that our work has had, bringing families to understand um, veganism as a whole, as a moral imperative and all the things that's important to Bill and I, it's not just about the food, it's about not harming anything, you know, that's what, make, that's what makes me tick, that's what our life's work's about and um, I'm very blessed to teach it. Um, when I see people, women my age, younger, with so many diseases, you know, I just want to reach out to everybody and say, you know, come here, I can help you with that. Um, the like my little mum, you know, um, I mean, she didn't go, she didn't eat meat or dairy, but she would have fish, she couldn't give up fish. And then um, we went to Scotland for our 90th birthday and I made her cake and she said, I'm, I'm really a vegan, you know. So she started sending £10 a week from her pension to help the project. So that in itself, you know, she got, she's got no friends, all her friends are dead, you know. But, I mean, she's got my sisters, but there's, you know, her friends in their 70s and their 80s, they're all dying or they're in old folks' homes. And for me, mental health, we shouldn't break down one part of the body at a time, a whole. Everything should just, you know, for me, one day we run out of chi or energy or life force and we go to sleep. Mental health, I'm hugely passionate about. I've been teaching that for the last five, six years now. And... Um, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's, all these things. I work on the enteric nervous system. I try and get people to understand that, you know, they can't catch these diseases. They have to think about cause and effect. So, so much to do. AJ, not enough hours in the day. And, you know, going into 2021 with the Human Ecology Project, now up and running, we're very excited and we've got some fantastic people on board and we're going to be doing schools and universities and colleges and we've got things like that. Uh, and uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not promoting this, but what I am promoting is um, anybody buying our books, please, they go to the Human Ecology Project Fund. We don't make any money from them. This is Bill's message of late, how to eat right and save the planet. And my little answer is go vegan. So, you know, we've written books together, we've done books, Bill's done many, many books before, but we feel that, um, you know, when you just know it's the right I'm sorry, you just know it's the right time and, and I feel excited. I feel despondent for so many people, of course, and we reach out and help where we can. You know, the UK is back in lockdown again and, you know, uh, we don't want to get into all that, but um, we just got to keep educating. And I always believe that one grain of sand can turn the tide and that's what keeps me going every day. Every day, I think, one grain of sand. Who's the next grain of sand coming along? You know, people need people like you, AJ, putting out, and we have done phenomenal work with people for the last, I don't know, 10, 20 years or so. Um, so it's a joy and a pleasure, and it's not even like working. If somebody paid the rent, we would go and do this all over the world for free. <laughs> that's, that's how confident we are that we know how many lives that we change. And happy people make a happy planet, you know, when people are happy. What can I say? So back to happy bugs, happy me. Food makes the blood, blood makes the cells, cells makes the tissue, tissue makes the organs, and here we be. So if you remember one thing about me today, please remember strong blood is like a full-bodied 
aged red wine. Okay. So a few questions about miso, Marlene. One is yeah. how long does it last? And mm -hmm. are you supposed to have miso soup every day? And don't you worry about the high sodium, especially for people already that have high blood pressure and heart disease? Well, it's interesting. You know, there's some great studies. And if anybody wants to email, I can send it to them. Um, conversely, people that have, I mean, we're not going to load people up with miso soup every day that have blood pressure through the roof. But there's so many low sodium ones now that actually um, people find it hard to give up salt, right? So if they take a small teaspoon of miso in their broth every day. But the studies on your National Institute of Health actually are just fantastic. It shows that people are actually taking miso broth daily, a small amount, their blood pressure comes down. It's just fantastic. So I'm, I'm happy to put that link out to whoever, whoever needs it, you know. Um, the miso's last for years. Bill and I were living and teaching in Spain for many years and the pallets of miso arrived and it was one of the hottest summers it was like nearly 50 degrees and all the bags of miso were all swelling and they had like a like a fungus across the top of them if, if, if you will and um lasts forever it's fermented and it will continue to ferment so if you don't want them to continue to ferment keep them in the fridge but i keep mine in the cupboard because they just continue to slowly ferment unless you're living in a hugely hot hot climate and um, so they can't go bad they're fermented um the white miso I tend to keep in the fridge because I use that more for dressings and sauces and it doesn't have as much um, lactobacillus in it. So I keep that one in. But you could even keep that one in the cupboard too, you know. So last forever. But please, honestly, I mean, you know, um, I'm not putting people's health in danger, but we work with people with unbelievable um, high blood pressure and you know, they're on miso broth because you're changing the rest of the diet as well. You know, you're changing the diet to, you know, whole grains and beans or whatever. But get some of all the processed foods with added salts and everything. So it just depends where people are at with their health, you know. But no, we don't have a, we don't have a problem with it at all. And we have a lot of heart disease. In fact, I'm working with a client right now who has 60% stenosis, right? Huge. She's on miso broth every day, and her cardiologist can't believe how much her arteries are actually opening. Now, okay, I'm not saying it's miso soup because I changed her diet completely from a heavy meat dairy-based diet, but her blood pressure came down, her cholesterol came down, everything came down, and she's on miso broth because I need the blood to be strong. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. So we have a very nice comment from Susan. Bill's book is extraordinary and Go Vegan has super recipes. And there's a oh. question if you use something called Irish moss. I do. We used to, um, I mean, remember I'm a Scottish person, right? So we had a lot of seaweed in our diet as well. Uh, up in the Outer Hebrides, the seaweed's so beautiful. And um, we had a lot of moss too. Um, it's used mostly in breads or baking. It doesn't have um, the same medicinal properties. So, I mean, I'm always looking for the top drawer, right? So um, the Irish moss is fine, but it's maybe kind of maybe middle drawer, bottom drawer, and it expands a lot, you know? Believe it or not, I actually use Irish moss in my bath. I buy it dried. Yeah, I told you I'm a mermaid. I bathe in seaweed in the bath. It's so fantastic. And it kind of works like... Um, uh, like a nicotine patch, if you will. You would put it on, so it's like drawing all the toxins out and putting all these amazing minerals in, and it's fantastic for the skin. So treat yourself 
to a dry TV bath pack, soak in the tub. The algae, the algae that comes out is just delicious. It's like, you know, obviously very thick. Put it on your face. Oh, it's a treat in itself. That's what I had for Christmas, a seaweed bath. <laughs> so I even make seaweed facials. I make some kombu kelp with a little bit of rice syrup and some aloe vera. And I make a wonderful uh, seaweed face pack. It's fantastic. So look at the things that we can do ourselves um, rather than spending fortunes on packaged things. And, you know, Mother Nature didn't get it wrong. She gives us everything we need. But don't go to the beach and pick up the seaweed. You know, people say, oh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm near the ocean. I can just pick up the seaweed. And you don't want to do that. You know, it's not been cleaned. And there could have been some animals having a little bit of a toilet break on it. And no, you buy it from a reputable supplier who's had it rigorously checked. We were, when we were living there in Galway for a few years, we were right on the bay. I mean, the, the bay was virtually lapping off the, the cottage wall and um, huge amounts of seaweed, you know. Um, now, because I understand that, then I could soak and rehydrate them and you would see all the kids, you know, with their parents all picking up the seaweed and they were making seaweed baths. And then one of them actually started a little company, so it's fantastic. But always make sure organic, always because check for everything, radiation, heavy metals, what have you. Don't buy from Chinese supermarkets. I'm sorry, I'm not being racist, but they don't have they don't have organic products, you know. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth wants to know if you sell your your facial products that you make out of seaweed. I, I don't, but um, there's a there's a blog on maybe on the Macro Vegan website actually. Um, or if Elizabeth drops me a note, I'll send her the recipe. I don't sell them. I'm like you, AJ. I don't have enough hours, hours in the day. We're either writing books, interviewing people, you know, working with students, working with clients. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to get the the neighbours. We're just new in this area. We don't really know anybody in England, and uh, we're not far from London. We came here to start a project, and then COVID nineteen happened. So Bill and I have been locked in for a year, really, <laughs> locked down for a year. Um, but uh, you know. These neighbours round about here, they've gone vegan. I mean, they would never have gone vegan if they hadn't met me because they said, well, I've never really kind of given that a thought before. And then they start asking me things about milk. And, and you know, these are intelligent people, business people. So you think, we think, why does the world not know this? But it's not, I know you think it's mainstream, but it's not. I mean, the amount of people that we meet and say, why did I not meet you 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago? So that's why people like us should be very grateful that whatever we endured to do what we do, like Bill was a young man, he, had, he was an actor and did Shakespeare, but he had stomach ulcers and, and that's his life changed. He came out of theatre because he bought a lot of books, then Buddhism, microbiotics, um, and changed yeah. his life. Your, 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 your picture went away there. You're back now. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Oh, um, that's how Bill uh, changed lives 55 years now. He's been teaching as an ex, as a theater actor and director doing Shakespeare. He had horrendous ulcers. His doctors told him he needed surgery to have a part of the intestines move. He wouldn't hear of it. He changed his diet after finding a Zen Buddhism, uh, Buddhism metabolic book. Went back to the doctor, so excited the ulcers had gone, and he was like, I've stumbled across the biggest secret in the world. 
And she tore his diet sheet up into little pieces and said, you're no longer my patient. So how could he turn back? He couldn't, you know? So, and, and that's the story for so many of us, right? We came through what we had to learn ourselves and that's why, you know, it's, it's our life's work to teach other people. So nice. I'm never going to stop till my last breath. That's great. Well, thank you for the work you do. It was so nice meeting you and it was a wonderful presentation. I really appreciate it. And be well in England. That's so cool that you're there. We have had a few guests from England and it's always been fun. We had, uh, I don't know, do you know Curly Sue? She has a television show. She's from England as well. I don't. Maybe, maybe after the pandemic's over, right. you guys can meet. She's a very lovely lady. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow when we actually have two shows at the 11 a.m. time. We have Jill Theory. She is going to be broadcasting from one of my favorite places in the world, Rancho La Puerta in Tecate, Mexico. And at 2 p.m., John Mackey. Thanks again, Marlene. It was so nice okay, to meet you're you. You're welcome. Have a good day. Bye.